0: Tiger Woods, Genesis Invitational. Those two statements would have me thinking masterful golf shots, low scores, crazy long drives. But that wasn't the case for this year's Genesis Invitational. Tiger did something that quickly became a huge situation for golf at large. What's going on, everybody? Jake Harris, and welcome to episode number 26 of the Rough Golf Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hope everybody out there is enjoying the spring weather that we're having. It's not quite here yet seasonally, but we're getting some nice warm days. I was out on the golf course the other day. It was like 76 degrees. I've got my new irons, my new driver, and I'm just loving, loving, playing golf right now, I think I can really turn my game around, and I'm super excited about that. But enough about me, Tiger Woods, Genesis Invitational, Justin Thomas, what happened? Well, if you guys don't know what happened, Tiger was paired with Justin Thomas in a group, and after a tee shot where Tiger outdrove Justin Thomas, I think by like 20-some yards, he was walking off the tee with Justin Thomas, and he slipped him a tampon. Now, Tiger talked about it and said that uh, he was sorry for doing it because it caused such a a public outcry, and he was just trying to to joke with his buddy, Justin Thomas. Um, It was done in poor taste. There could have been better ways to uh, say whatever he was trying to say, which nobody's really sure because Tiger really hadn't commented on what he was actually trying to say. I don't know if he was trying to call Justin Thomas a girl or whatever, But uh, there could have been better ways to say that. Now, Tiger did apologize and and said that he didn't want to offend anybody. Um, And, uh, you know, he's trying to make amends for a careless prank that he pulled. Um, But I have to wonder if Tiger did this for publicity. I mean, the man is, you know, preeminent in the field of professional golf and everyone wants to know what's going on with him. There's always a story when he shows up to any sporting event anywhere and he has to understand and has to know that he's followed by cameras and cell phones all over the place all the time. People want to get information, get dirt on tiger and then, you know, release it to the internet or sell it to media outlets or whatever. And this was just, this was, this was par for the course. Pardon the golf pun, but golf podcast, so rock on. And he did this, uh, which he thinks it's a harmless prank, but it's really not. And there were definitely better ways to say it. But what happens now that he's done this? Everybody stops focusing on his return to golf, which should have been the story. Having him return for the first match of the 2023 season to see how he did. And he, he played okay, not definitely not Tiger level, but he's dealing with crushed limbs and, you know, he can't really use his legs for anything. It's hard enough for him to walk the course. But that should have been the story instead of this prank that he pulled with JT. But you just, I mean, you see how quickly something like this just spreads and becomes the talk of the Genesis Invitational. You know, that's what people are interested. In. That's what they want to know what's going on, not how's Tiger's game going. And eventually Tiger does make the cut, which was a you know, surprise for most people, I think, but he finishes 45th. So I have to question if this was a successful re-entry. Uh, I would call it re-entry. Of course, he played the Masters in the open and didn't do too well in either one of those. Um, but, is this a successful start or re-entry for the 2023 season? I don't know. I don't know. 45th, you know. It, I'm sure he's trying to generate a lot of power just by using his upper body since his legs just – I mean, you crush your leg in an automobile accident, and it's impressive that you can even get back out there and play golf. You know, I was, I was not expecting him to be able to get out there and play golf, and I thought seeing his uh, appearances and his play in the Masters and in the Open – That he was really going to like maybe just do a few, you know, top level tournaments just kind of to keep his name relevant in professional golf, you know, actually out there playing. I know he's involved in a lot of other things with professional golf, with his own golf ventures, but I did not expect him that he was actually going to play, you know, a a full um, calendar of events for professional golf. At 47, uh, with the injuries that he has. Um, you would expect them to maybe start, you know, cutting down on the number of events that he plays in. But I don't know, 45th, that's definitely not Tiger's best for sure. Uh, but, you know, maybe he's got to start uh, start somewhere and work his way up. Hopefully he'll learn his lesson about uh, playing pranks on the golf course and maybe just try to find a more creative way to say whatever he was trying to say there. So that's... Uh, that's Tiger for you in <laughs> the Genesis Invitational. You know, he's always got something up his sleeve. Now, Tiger did that at the Genesis Invitational, but what is that kind of over- overshadow? You know, what, what What does that disguise? His performance. He finished 45th, as I mentioned before, but the story isn't about where he finished. It's about the prank that he did on the course. That's kind of genius, maybe because Tiger knew he wasn't at his best, but he still gets a lot of relevance, even if he didn't place in the top 10 or win the event, he knows he's under a microscope. I'm not sure if he did it on purpose or not, but I'd be hard pressed to to think that Tiger Woods doesn't think he has cameras and cell phones on him at all times during any golf event ever. Now, John Rahm, it was the actual winner of the Genesis Invitational and moves to the official world golf rankings. Number one, Okay, he's now number one. Again, you know my feelings on the official world golf rankings. Not really sure that it's accurate because they're cutting out so many of the professional golfers in Live Golf. And it's not a true world golf rankings. They are professional golfers playing for a different league. They should get their points. I'm not going to harp on that too much because you guys know how I feel about that. And, uh, you know, maybe some of you feel the same way. I don't know. If you feel differently, leave a comment down below and let me know what you think. Now, a lot of people say that John Rahm is on a bit of a heater, and uh, you know there's speculation that he may bring home the W for the Masters. Okay, in his last five tournaments, he finished first at Kapalua, first at the American Express, seventh at the Farmers, third at Scottsdale, and then of course he just won Genesis. So those are top ten finishes on his last five events. That's really really good. Okay. So, John Rahm has the ability. He, he's got everything working for him. You know, um, three out of the last five events he's won. He brought home the W and all that money that's associated with the W and those trophies. They're cool, too. Uh, so, he is primed for um, making a really good showing at the Masters. Now, some of the other favorites for winning the Masters um, would be McElroy, Scheffler, Spieth Thomas, they're all favorites to to win, to make a good showing. Now, with Scheffler, okay, Scotty Scheffler, we all know, won the Masters last year. I'm not sure he will pull off a back-to-back win because it it rarely happened. And I'm going to let you know the three people that have actually won the Masters back to back, because there's only been three that have ever done it. And Scheffler in another article I read said he was already kind of nervous and a little unsure about what to expect for the Masters dinner. See, Scheffler is responsible for putting on the Masters dinner. Every previous year's winner is responsible for putting on that Masters dinner. Um, uh, Matsuyama was doing it for the 2022 Masters where Scheffler won. And uh, apparently he did a really good job. So Scheffler, you know, he wants to make his statement and wants to make sure that the meal goes well. And especially, I mean, think about the the tense atmosphere that you're going to have with live golfers who are Masters winners. You know, Bubba Watson, Dustin Johnson, Masters winners, and the PGA Tour guys all mixed in, having dinner, sitting next to each other. It's going to be a little bit awkward. It's going to be awkward. Hopefully they can, you know, bury the hatchet and uh, just have a good um, dinner celebrating the sport of golf and, and not think about alliances or anything like that when it comes to who plays for what league. Now, Scheffler I don't think will pull off a back-to-back win. Even though he's, he's favored pretty high, I don't think he will do that. And he's made good showings in, in his last few events. But I, I don't think that uh, he's going to pull it off. I don't. I'm not so sure he's actually going to, to win this just because it's a high-pressure event. And uh, that, on top of being responsible for the Masters dinner, is going to make it very difficult. Now, the only three people to actually win the Masters back-to-back are Jack Nicholas, Tiger Woods, and Nick Faldo. The only three that have ever done it are those three guys right there. So, the likelihood that Scheffler will pull off a back-to-back win... It's it's astronomical, guys. It's up there, okay. And I'm I'm not a statistician, but uh, I would imagine that the uh, statistics are extremely unlikely in Scheffler's favor. But he's still favored, so who knows? I mean, he is he is playing good, okay. We'll see what happens. Now, I talked about Dustin Johnson earlier as a live golfer, and uh, another live golfer that you guys may know, Sergio Garcia. You know, Mr. Hothead. Um, Well, recently some news came out that they have lost or are no longer in partnership with the Adidas sponsorship, okay? That's big news, and I'm going to tell you why, okay? Um, Although it seems to be an amicable split for both Johnson and Garcia, it's a little crazy, okay? It's a little crazy to me that Adidas would do this because Dustin Johnson performed very very well last year on the live golf tour he won a lot his team won the championship brought in a lot of money a lot of attention he's a fantastic golfer you know that all of that is a recipe for a a perfect prime opportunity for sponsorship to get uh, you know viewership to somehow maintain relevance you know everybody wants to know what's the guy who's winning out there. What is he using? What is he playing? What does he wear? What does he support? You know, all those kinds of questions are asked. I know guys who will only play, you know, Adidas because Dustin Johnson plays in Adidas and, you know, he's their favorite golfer. It seems weird, but people will develop those type of relationships with their, their, their favorite golfer, you know, much like their favorite sports team. You got to, you know, support the guy that you're rooting for. So, um, it is a little interesting that they would choose now to end that contract, um, but, you know, there might be something behind that. Live Golf wants some more continuity to distinguish the teams for Live Golf, and that may be the reason. You know, maybe this whole this whole uh, league setup, team setup, where you're going to want to see, you know, uh, some commonality in the uniforms of the teams, which is a big thing maybe there isn't room for sponsorships on those uniforms, okay? And you know that that these captains of the teams have a 25% stake in the team and they want to make sure that they're doing the best thing for their team. So maybe what you'll see is, you know, the, the four aces, uh, they drop all of their clothing sponsorships and they pick one to sponsor the four aces. And then that might be team, you know, uh, uh, Reebok or whatever. I'm, I'm not sure that they're in golf, but... Uh, you know what I mean. You get the point. So maybe that's the case. That's 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 uh, happening here. But um, you know, Dustin Johnson is a huge draw for golf, for the league, for for Live Golf. So I cannot see why Adidas would want to drop him unless there's some sort of conflict with you know uh, the four aces having some sort of um, you know team uniform. You know, we we don't know what's going on now. Joaquin Neiman still an Adidas player. And is on the Live Golf Tour, so Dustin Johnson, Sergio Garcia lose the Adidas sponsorship, you know, and Sergio's not playing playing great right now, so you know that could be the reason. But uh, Dustin Johnson kind of negates that because he is playing fantastic, or at least he did in the twenty twenty two season. So it's interesting to see how some of these things work, and it, it you know it may just be time for them to split and move on and, and do different things. But um, I don't know. You, you understood the initial drop of sponsors when players were moving to live golf. I mean, you know, some sponsors wanted to remain loyal to the PGA tour. That's what they've been with forever. I get that, That you know, RBC dropped Justin Johnson when he jumped over to live golf tour. Okay. That's fine. And who knows how much these guys are getting from these sponsors? You know, is it a million a year? Is that their contract, uh, a contractual agreement? Uh, I don't know. But if that's the case, You know, if it's one or two million dollars a year while these guys jumping over to live, Dustin Johnson made a lot more than that off of winnings. So, you know, maybe he doesn't care about the clothing sponsorship as much. You know, I don't know what Adidas was paying him, but you can see that um, it's obviously not impacting them that much because they probably would have fought a little bit harder to keep that sponsorship. So is this a, a telling sign for what we can expect in season two, a lot of these live golfers that are doing well, that are still on the, the tour. Um, will they start to lose sponsorships with the creation and the, uh, the, the strengthening of this team identity where you're going to have matching uniforms or a little bit of more continuity in saying like, okay, i am am a, I'm a four aces guy, you know, uh, or one of the other teams, I don't know. So it'll be interesting to see that, but um, you know, maybe this is a little bit of foreshadowing here by the Adidas company that uh, some of these other major um, sponsors will follow suit for these live golfers. But I'm going to continue to follow this closely to uh, to kind of track how things are going because this could be a good opportunity for the PGA Tour guys because now you've got more sponsorship money opening up. They've got more opportunities to support these uh, new, younger professionals coming into the sport, you know, and that could be a huge boon. To some of these guys that maybe were just getting, you know, they were just getting clothing, but they didn't actually get a a monetization on any of their uh, sponsorship. And for some of those guys just getting into the PGA Tour that aren't really playing a whole lot of events, this could be a game changer for them. So, you know, it could be good for golf either way. Dustin Johnson, Sergio Garcia, they've won a lot of money. They've got big exposure. They don't necessarily need the the Adidas sponsorship to survive because LibGolf is providing pretty good money in the form of winnings. So... We will see what happens with the future of Live Golf and their players in the 2023 season. Guys, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Please leave a rating or review. Let me know what you think about the pod. really helps out the podcast. Greatly appreciated. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, keep on swinging.